Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the I'll Try That podcast. This week I am joined by Wish Drabwell. Hi! And Mackie Barber. Hi everyone, you alright? You alright, love? Alright, hello. Hello, my duck. This week we are travelling to the Garden of England, to where the land where the hops grow free, Kent, where I'm from right now. Where I live now, I should say. I was going to say, you're not, from, you're not from I was Kent. born there. Oh, we've covered it before, right? <laughs> oh, wait, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and we are travelling to a brewery who we have touched upon in the past. I believe, Rich, you and I had an episode where this bre- this specific brewery found its way into an episode on a, a random share episode. But anyway, we're doing a whole episode on No Frills Joe Brewing Company. And the beer we're going to be having is Joker Joe their Jester Pale Ale. But more on that later. Matthew, take us away. Yes, let me ask you two fine gentlemen two questions. One, do you like beer? Do you like to party? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I like beer. Uh, Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Do you like not getting colds? Uh, Yeah and no. You like getting... I will say yes. (laughs) I need some clarification. Drabbers, you like getting colds? Well, sometimes you like being ill, don't you? Just so you have an excuse to stay in bed all day. I suppose. I quite like they say feed a cold. So if I get a cold, it's my excuse to eat everything twice. Yes. I'm, I, I hate to say I'm not a very good ill person. I get very frustrated that I'm unwell. Yeah. So I'm, not, I'm yeah. not good to be around when I'm unwell. I've lived with you, Joe, for a while, and I know. So, so <laughs> main thing that's worth saying, I always think actually is, uh, and, you, and you're right to, to wind him up for that, Rich. But um, um, <laughs> I always think if you are ill, as much as I'm, you know, I'm guilty of it myself. Actually, have the day off and don't go into your office and make people ill. That's the oh, thing. that's the and worst. I can't. I detest it when someone's like, "I'm doing it because I'm an absolute trooper." No, go away. Go yeah, home. We don't just, make like, us all have it. Like, just go away. No. You know what? We we will survive without you for the day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the the occasion I would say the caveat to when I do it is I I will sit there and I will just keep my head down and like try to stifle any coughing and sneezing. <laughs> the, you can't have people come in. <laughs> You know the ones that come in and go, God, I feel awful. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you doing here? Um, anyway. Oh, I'm so infectious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real that. So thanks to uh, researchers at... Uh, so I'm, I'm reading this pretty much directly from the Metro. Reachers at Dalian Medical... Uh, Dalian Medical University in China uh, think that they have found... Oh, I know it well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that old... That old university, always count on them, can't you? Um, polyphenols in malts and hops of beer um, is suggesting that beer might actually be good for your gut health and boost your immune oh, system. Uh, there's been a study published in the Nutrition and Metabolism Journal um, uh, explaining how the intestinal microbiome breaks down polyphenols and things and helps your immunity. I have no idea how to explain it better than that, but... Um, do you think maybe though I, something I get, good for your gut? Yeah, I mean, what I what I get is I, the inference here is that you do have to drink drink before. You know, I mean, it's not like if you've got a cold, you chin a couple of beers, you'll be fine. Oh, I see. I think so it's, this is more like a preventative thing. I think having some beer in your diet is 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 beneficial. Hmm. I'm I'm yeah. going to say because I've definitely had too much beer and it's not done wonders for my gut. No, yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> true. So it can go the other way. It's a fine balance with these things. 
I'm also slightly suspicious of the, of the largest beer country, drinking country in the world saying, it's good to drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but they don't export it, really, do they? Well, not that I'm aware of. Qingdao. Oh, Qingdao. Sorry, yeah, Qingdao. I'm, I'm, I was focusing in on the one that I always say is, isn't it Moon is like the biggest, is the most consumed beer technically in the world because it yeah, does so much domestically. Yeah, exactly. So, um, uh, but yeah, so your um, drinking of beer in moderation um, is basically uh, lines your gut or something and helps. Yeah, it yeah. Uh, well, the, the, the process produces a variety of metabolites, including short chain fatty acids uh, that are like antioxidants and anti-inflammatory anti-inflammatories. Um, so that could drop your uh, well help with cardiovascular disease, obesity diabetes, neurodegenerative diseases, cancer, uh, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, and infections. Do you reckon do you reckon these were the guys who came up with the rhyme beer before wine, you'll be fine. You'll wine fine. before beer, make you feel queer. I mean, is what <laughs> is possibly. what is what I'm assuming that that's their marketing slogan. Someone sent me something about that a little while ago and it is it just when you think about it how nuts it is that people will believe things that rhyme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you've got the time, make a rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wine, then beer, you'll have the fear sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, wow, oh, yeah. I, I actually do believe that one, which doesn't yeah. really help my, my case. Yeah. Yeah. I lived I lived by that slogan for many years. Yeah. <laughs> I still, if I'm quite honest, on nights out, I still actually, that comes in my mind quite a lot of yeah. times. You know? yeah. <laughs> comes to mind quite a lot. Red sky at night. Shepherd's delight. How do you, you know about the you know current outlook of a shepherd? <laughs> what he's how he feels. Well, that does that does have some astronomical merit, though. Go on and uh, go on. It's basically just I, I, you can't ever disagree with a man who just used the phrase astronomical merit. <laughs> astronomical or meteorological? Meet a bit, a bit, bit of both. <laughs> what does it? Uh, so what, is, what is, is it about being a Libra that makes it embarrassing? <laughs> yeah. Classic Capricorn comment, I would say. <laughs> explain, explain Red Sky at Night, then, Travers. I am I quite. Up for, I'm not taking a Mickey. I want to hear it. You want to? So basically, it's just to do. <laughs> All with right, this. don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain to you later. Sorry, this isn't this isn't a, a, a Congress like you know in front of Congress right now, like an investigation. I I <laughs> vaguely remember also. I was really flattered because I really just thought it was me being stupid and hungover. But I remember watching Lord of the Rings with you two, and there's a scene in which Legolas says, <laughs> "The full quote is, <laughs> a red sky rises, blood has been spilt this night." And when yeah. there's, a, there's a little pause after he says, <laughs> "A red sky rises," and I looked at the two of you and said. A shepherd devises. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's and, very good. And we laughed for about 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, you, yeah, I hope you're aware good. of how proud a memory of mine that is. It's, it's <laughs> so good, in fact, that you had to bring it back up again. I know. Years it's, later. Only, it's only been seven years. <laughs> it's it so good. I think that was our. That was when the weather wasn't so great. So we're like, you know what we should do? We should watch all the Lord of the Rings yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead got, of going skiing. We've got, we've, back yes. to back. We've got the hungover. Was, we've got the hungover giggles. Um, it was well, anyway, we've got a little bit away from our, our hot topic, but um, yes. possibly to be taken with a pinch of salt and, a, and a, maybe just a half of shandy. Um, but uh, yeah, but no, I mean, hey, it sounds good. I think anything in moderation sounds good. It's like that whole thing of like a bit of red wine is good for you kind of vibes, but it's like overall, 
all the studies suggest that drinking alcohol is very bad for your brain. Yeah. So it might be good for your gut, but it's not good for your brain. So, so and your memory factors and all this kind of stuff. So I think what's more important, your gut or your brain? I don't know. Someone also said to me recently, there's this thing about if you're if you're at work. Um, if, I mean, I know the answer. I'm just yeah, trying yeah. to do it like we run a beer podcast, yeah. obviously. <laughs> Someone also told me recently, though, actually, if you're ever in a, a work at work in a meeting capacity and you've just like switched off for a minute, <laughs> and then someone comes and looks at you for a response, your real surefire way to get out of any situation is to go. Well, I think it's about striking a balance. <laughs> and then everyone go oh yeah no that is true yeah um, that's it well we had our first business meet podcast business meeting the other day didn't we and there were some great phrases coming out there like rich is going to be our head of synergy going forward yeah um you know, i generally have no clue what synergy is either well so this... that makes you more qualified than most i think to be the head of synergy it's about basically you know plucking that low hanging fruit when the green mm. shoots appear Absolutely. Ah, okay. If I'm honest, Barbara, I, I quite like us to take that offline and let's circle we ought back to take to that, that off. Yeah, 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 in, yeah. indeed. Yeah. And, uh, I think so. Um, and as the shepherds would say, red sky at night. Chance would be a fine thing. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've heard that many a time <laughs> in a meeting. <laughs> Good. Right. Well, I'm Shall we get on to No Fills Joe? Yes, let's <laughs> do. So, No Fills Joe are a Kent based brewery. Uh, and as I as I alluded to in the opening, Kent has got the is dubbed the uh, the Garden of England for its lush greenness and and good farm country basically. And what it's very good at is making hops. There are a lot of hops that come from the Kent region. Buggles, beg your pardon, um, to name one. Joker is also a hop that's made <laughs> here. Um, oh, uh, that's an interesting coincidence considering. It's Joker. Is it Joker? Is it Jester? Oh, this is, this is Joker Joe the Jester beer. That's it, exactly. So I was just going to go through a load of different hops that we have here, but I, I can stop there. Basically, there's a <laughs> lot of different hops and hop varieties <laughs> that are made here, in, like Cascade and all the ones yeah. you'd expect. Why don't I go through a couple? Because actually, there's a lot of like merit in why we're talking about. Um, uh, you're getting a bit of picture here from No Fools Joe and why they're naming things. So Joker is an is a hop which they have the Joker Ale. Understood. Joker Joe. Yeah. They've got Cascade Challenger. Kent, uh, East Kent Goldings Hops, Endeavour Hops, Epic Hops, Ernest Hops, First Gold Holdings, Fuggle Hops, as we know, Goldings Hops as well. There is uh, literally a whole page, Sussex Hops, Target Hops, Sovereign Hops, uh, WGV Hops, uh, Progress Hops, Pilgrim Hops, Phoenix Hops, you name it, there's a hop that's, that's, that's made here in, in, in Kent. So we are like quite literally the hop basket of, of the UK <laughs> by the sound of things. Absolutely. There is a lot of hops from here. Um, and yeah, so that goes uh, speaking to uh, No Frills Joe, where their Joker Joe, which is a Jester Pale Ale, is made with Joker hops. Hmm. Makes sense. I'm with you. I was going to say, I'm just, I'm just perusing their website, um, and I'm, re- I'm really enjoying their story section. Oh, tell me. It just says coming soon. Yeah, it's coming soon, and actually the video that it links you to is just a video of their glassware just being turned around a bit. So they're not quite there yet, I think, on their what they're putting in into Early the public sphere. Yeah, Have but you... if you look a bit deeper into into stuff, they are actually like um, they're a small batch brewery that's grown that's from Greenhithe in Kent, 
Uh, they're always unpasteurized. They're always unfiltered. And, and what they would say is always unrefined, which I don't know how, <laughs> if that's a good thing to be claiming. But they're vegan and they, they, ref- they what their whole premise is they're no frills. No frills, Joe. And Joe is kind of, I guess, his play on the average Joe. You know, that it's like the, it's just bog standard. It's the same. It's you and I. It's, it's, it's about everything. And being no frills, Joe, they're really saying they're the average, but we're for the everyday folk, I think is what they're basically going back to. Oh, okay. I can only, um, I can only assume. They do sort of have some interesting options. I mean, I'm going to put it out there and actually say, um, Joker Joe, I am finding a little bit hard work. And put it out Ooh, there. However, it does me. come with the caveat of I don't like grapefruit, which it is, I, th- I think is, is one of the key <laughs> key notes that comes through. Oh, I um, didn't really get grapefruit coming through from this. That's interesting that you... It does say on the pack... Grapefruit, tropical, earthy. I'm not really getting... Yeah. This is not a grapefruit beer, though, is it? I Yeah, but because I, I did kind of get the earthy, and earthy I didn't really think of as being grapefruity. I think a grapefruit being that kind of sharp, you know, quite intense. I always actually go for grapefruit thinking it's going to be sweeter than it is. <laughs> and then I get it, I go, oh, this this isn't an orange. <laughs> Basically. Um, but yeah, I find it quite... Full on, you know. Um, I, I was um, maybe I was hoping for something a little easier, basically. So I so I can get the grapefruit coming through, which I'm really enjoying. I'm um I'm a, I'm a, I, I at first I wasn't a big fan of this when I took my first couple of swigs, but it's it's grown on me as is as I've gone through, which I mm. which I'm quite enjoying. And I really am enjoying the little tartness from the grapefruit, kind of kicking in at the end. Tartness, good word. That's a great word. Great word of the day. You little, little, little tart. <laughs> um, so this Joker Joe is the second No Frills Joe Brewing co- Company uh, beer I've had. That was I, the beer I had. I was I was trying to pick my brain, rack my brain of what beer I had, and I reviewed, and it was the Jam Sandwich beer. I don't yes. know if you remember me talking yes. about that one. It was their double IPA, seven point five percent that was brewed with Azaka hops from the US. And if I'm honest. I think I remember telling you at the time I didn't enjoy that beer. No, no, it you definitely, definitely didn't enjoy it. It they're, was it was hard to get through that beer. They're still selling it. Oh yeah, no, it's it's yeah. one of their core beers. It's it's going to be around for a while. But and my point being is that I found that quite difficult. So it's not unsurprising, Barbara, that you're finding the Joker Joe actually a bit polarizing. I think this is quite a polarizing company because they're not trying to pander to a load of people. They're like, this is what it is. We make this beer. This is what these... And they've got a lot of different beers. Okay, so why don't I just kind of go go through this of the different beers they've got. They've got an alcohol-free beer, uh, Pale Ale, which is called Hippie Joe, um, which is in collaboration with Good Karma. We should find out more about that. I'll, I'll click on that in a second, which is a, a, a stout... They, they tout as the real beer experience without alcohol. Well, you know, we will be the judge of a pale, an alcohol-free Pale Ale because there are very few breweries that can make a good Pale Ale that's non-alcoholic. They've got a West Coast Session IPA um, that is called Dreamland, which makes sense. You're kind of going over there. They've got one called Candy Soup. That doesn't sound great. Um, but it's a five-hop pale ale brewed with hops from all over the world. So I guess that's why. But it makes me – and, and like the imagery on the pack is all these, like, sweets, like candy sweets. So that makes me feel like it's going to be really sweet, but I don't think – I don't know if that's going to be the case. Ernest Joe, guess what that's made with? Ernest Hops. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> Joe Hops. Joe Hops. <laughs> um, not another lager, which is their Hells. Yeah, like they're that, they're also playing on this fact that lager is coming back, boys. Don't yeah. worry. Oh, is <laughs> it? Um, <laughs> it's good. 
There's the Joe Solo, which is an American pale ale that's brewed with Simcoe hops, and it's called and referred to as Dank. That's quite funny. <laughs> uh, Farmhouse, which is their Bel- Belgian Saison, which is fruity and spicy with tart. There you go, drabs. And a dry finish. Mm. Joker Joe we talked about. Jam Sandwich we talked about. And they've got a Lockdown Joe, which is bullion hops grown locally in malty biscuit backbones. That's their English paler, which actually sounds delicious. So there's a wide variety of different beers that they're doing here, actually. Now, they're not just like we all make IPAs. Actually, there's no IPAs that I can see here. They're all... Uh, oh, yeah, the West Coast Session IPA Dreamlands. Yeah, okay, that flagship beer. That's the one they do. The rest of them are all using different hops, different combinations, and different types of beer that they're making, which is really fascinating, actually. I am I am interested about this candy soup. Mm. Like, and also because they've done, as you, you quite rightly described, it is like, it's like kind of old-fashioned sweets on the can. Yeah. And it's because, for that reason, I would not pick that up. <laughs> But I am interested <laughs> yeah. to try, you know, to, to to find out because that's the pale, isn't it? Um, yeah. That is that looks to me like an enigma. <laughs> does it? Does it just sound like they're just trying to put too much into one beer, though? They're trying five, five, five hops. Just the one with the candy shop. Oh yeah. Okay. Is that just too many hops? Too much going on? Well, I suppose they they, they think it's it's probably striking a balance of of them, isn't it? Because there are hops that are different, are good for different things, and I suppose it's it's they're trying to just I suppose make something particularly unique. I I figure that's the point. There are we have done plenty of beers that have had five different hops in them. Yeah, um, yeah. But then equally, you know, I, so the the counter example is, is we talked about Citra not too long ago, didn't we? The Oakum, mm-hmm. which is a pure. I mean, actually, that would be an interesting uh, bit of uh, data if we could if we could dig it out from somewhere. Is how many beers you get these days, which use what percentage are well, also what mm. percentage the split of beers and how many hops they have. Do you know what I mean? So there's probably like less than five percent of beers are only ever made with a single hop strain. Um, there's probably two to three makes makes up probably something like I'm guessing sixty yeah. to seventy percent. Uh, and then maybe like five plus is is you know maybe like ten percent or something like that. Uh, I'd be really keen to to find that out. I have no idea where, well, we, where we find that information. No, not not that specifically. But looking at like the best rated hops and beer styles in twenty twenty three so far, as you'd imagine, the most like the top top ten. Let's just do the top ten: Citra, Mosaic, Simcoe, Galaxy, Idaho Seven, Amarillo, Chinook, El Dorado, Cascade, and Nelson Savin. Solvin. You could like we know a lot of those hops, basically. Yeah. You know that we've heard a lot of we've had a lot of beers with those in there. So that's and that's just from January to February beer releases, twenty twenty three. From this one, I think I quite so, like a Chinook. I love a Chinook. It's very yeah. tasty. I find the citrus sometimes can be a bit like dry your mouth out yeah. level of of, uh, of but then there's different beers. But let's go back to to No Frills Joe because they yeah. also have a series um, that they're running called Quantum Mechanics, and yeah, it's their part three called Schrodinger's Cat Nieper. Which I, it's got Dravers written all over. He loves, does, a, he loves a Nipah. I also love cats, so... There you go. The... So this has got notes of um, of uh, watermelon, pineapple, and stone fruit. It's a hop bomb. Hop bomb, they say, with no frills, obviously. Don't know what to make of that. I, again, also, just by the name uh, Schrodinger's cat, it sounds like it could be polarizing as well, doesn't it? Because you either mm-hmm. really like it or don't, or you both do and don't like it at the same time. What is what, what? What is the Schrodinger's theory? I'm trying to think of it, and I can't for love it's nor money. Schrodinger's the theory is yeah, cat, in a, a box. cat in a box. Yeah, and 
his whole premise is that until you open the box, you don't know whether or not the cat is alive or dead. So it's yeah. a bit like it's a philosophical term. There's nothing like oh well. So I thought it was so again <laughs> because neither of us. <laughs> I'm not a philosophy graduate, either, but I thought there was a thing about whether he had two boxes, one with a cat in, or he, he didn't. He doesn't tell you whether the cat is in the box or not, but you see him potentially put the cat in the box. Then he gives you the box and you destroy the box, like you squash it. And he said, so technically speaking, the cat is both alive and dead at the same time until you open the box and find out if he's actually if it was actually yeah. the box with the cat. Would in you it. would you would you guys l- like me to read you the theory? Schrodinger was a bit of a wrong one, I think it's basically. He was a bit <laughs> of a wrong one. This is this is like someone who's I don't know thought too hard. About both, both of us, both of us had a, had, a, had a pitch at it, and they were actually going to find out for sure. In simple terms, Schrodinger stated that if you place a cat and something that could kill the cat, um, his rep was a radioactive atom in a yeah. box and seal it, you would not know if the cat was dead or alive until you open the box. So that until the box was open, the cat. Mm. In a sense, both are dead and alive. Yes. There you go. <laughs> there we go. So, and so, so go. now, I, now, mm. now apply that to a beer. So they put something in in the beer that might work really well, and maybe something that won't work really well. And until you drink it, you don't know if you're going to like it or not. And the whole point of Schrodinger's like theory was to prove that because it's impossible for the cat to be alive and dead at the same time, is to basically sh- prove that the wave function collapses and it's not just driven by a conscious observers, which is deep thought to say, your brain is nonsense and like don't, don't take it any seriously. <laughs> oh, that's a, that was a, a whole new angle for the podcast there. A meaty topic. <laughs> a, a topic Should we... we go back to some hops? Yeah. <laughs> Shall I name some more ones? Oh, you've got the Fuggle Hops. You've got the North Down Hops. <laughs> Kayworth Early Season Hops. Ooh, oh, Kent Hops. My head is melting. <laughs> we'll have a no-frills Joe, uh, Joker Joe. I'd be keen to try some of the others of these. Uh, I'm afraid this one is not, is, is, is not quite up my street. However, I I'd be, remember I'd be keen to about these others. saying the exact same thing, Barbara, after my jam sandwich. I remember going, I don't, I would like to try more, and this one is better than the last. So, by by ruling out the the rubbish beers in their portfolio, we can only get better. <laughs> <laughs> so, I would like to try their flagship beer, the Dreamland, which is their West Coast IPA, because obviously that is if it's if they're calling it their flagship, a lot of people must love it. So yeah. that must be a very good yeah. beer. I think I want to try the Schrodinger one, just predominantly since the conversation we've just had. Do it. It's four pounds a can, or um, you could buy it, um, you know, in, in cases and stuff. But if you could buy it, go buy it. Go nuts. Enjoy. Calm down. Um, right. Twitter. Sorry, X. They have nine hundred and ninety-one followers, and on Instagram they have two and a half thousand <laughs> followers. I thought you said eggs. <laughs> eggs. They have nine hundred and ninety-one eggs. eggs. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Exactly. So yeah, No Frills Joe, a local Kent-based brewery, um, microbrewery that are doing a small batch brewery, whatever they want to call doing, themselves. Doing interesting a things. wide variety of things. Doing some, in, trying to push the boat out with hops. Yeah. And I love anyone that really is embracing hops because there's such a variety of hops out there, um, especially local-based hops, as we talked about the Garden of England. There is plenty of great hops in the UK. 
Um, so yeah, more the more the merrier to try and, and innovate with yeah. these different and experiment with these hops, the better. Nice. Excellent. And that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That Podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>